Welcome to the Summer Run Home this Tuesday, the 9th of January. Good afternoon, Sydney, Brisbane, Gold Coast, listeners across the SEN network. Let us know where you're listening from around the world. Shout out to the Run Home podcast. Those listeners are on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get involved in today's show. Give us a text if you've got questions for myself or our co-host, the great Mark Bosnich. Good Bozza, afternoon, welcome. Missile. How are you, mate? You're looking brilliant as usual. Never better, Bozza. Never better. Love this time of year. My year hasn't... Hasn't really started yet. I'm still in holiday mode a bit. I think you need you know someone I mean? like me around you to keep the positivity because I've got to say to everybody, and we talked about his gym last time, and those who uh, have got Facebook and Instagram will see a lot of times you come up on that about you know about losing losing weight and this, that, and the other. <laughs> yeah. But I've got to say, I've got to say, and, and this is just, you know, this is not being disrespectful to anyone else. It makes a big difference coming from you than, than other people, put it that way. Because <laughs> you're a world-class athlete and you do look in world-class shape as well, mate. And I think you need someone like me around to remind you of those things every now and then. <laughs> I detect a, a distinct lack of confidence. And how are you, Marky, our producer? Very good? Good afternoon, boys. Bozza, Missile, pleasure to be here. Yeah, the pleasure to home. have you here. What's been going on in your life? Just back from the UK. Was over there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, how long did you go for? Two, a month. Two hours? A oh, month. A month, okay. <laughs> yeah. Was, back was it UK. a month since we saw you last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was, I mean, we were in Wahlburgers last time I saw you. Oh, yeah, well, that's and right. Then, that's and then right. I flew out that's the right. next day. That was and how's job. things in the UK? Cold, wet, but great because I like the cold and the wet. Yeah, you like the cold and the wet. Yeah, and what are they talking about? What's the big story in football at the moment? Oh, over there. Well, I'm from Scotland, obviously. The big story is still Celtic Rangers. Well, still Rangers. football. Still yeah. Celtic Rangers, obviously. Yeah. Well, that's been a big story for about 100 years. But uh, <laughs> other than that, yeah. Uh, what else is there in the story? It's still Celtic Rangers. That's all there is. They all, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this to you all. This, and this is true. Missile, you probably would have been about eight at this time. You know, during the mid-90s, and obviously Celtic and Rangers are massive clubs. They mm. are massive clubs. I mean, Celtic packed out every week. Rangers is exactly the same. The Premier League actually asked, that's the English Premier League, actually asked Celtic Rangers, would you like to come and join the Premier League? And they both said no. Really? At that time, yeah. Well, well they owned the Would league. it be yeah. straight into the Premier League or Pretty, do they have to go to the Championship? Uh, uh, either way. Uh, either way. It's a good point, but it's actually a good point. I think either way. But, I yeah. mean, if you saw the Rangers, you go, fine, we'll take the Championship route, no problem. Yeah. Because it was talk about having them two from Glasgow – We've obviously had a team from Wales before and maybe even exploring the idea of having a team from Dublin, from Republic of Ireland or even yep. Northern Ireland from Belfast. And they said, no, I reckon now they would perhaps crawl on their hands and knees <laughs> from Glasgow to London down the motorway to, to join. I think that would have been magnificent. Oh, I don't think so. You don't I think really? so? No, no, I think so. You'd rather go play Dunfermline on a Friday night? Yeah? <laughs> I think they would. Yeah. Oh, they would. You reckon? I think because they, they own the league. They're, they're like, they. There's a but whole the point difference in revenue would be astronomical. Uh, yeah, we'd rather, well, we rather be a mid-tier yeah. team in a big league, or we'd rather be the big boys in a smaller tier league. Yeah, but it's, it's so. effective you European-wise. I mean, like Celtic won their first game in Europe, right? Just before what 2023, it was just mm. in the group stage. It's the first win in Europe in the Champions League since 2017. So I think, like I said, it would have improved. But never mind. Maybe sometime in the future. You never know. You never know. We if don't know. If, if the English overlords are feeling kind <laughs> and they <laughs> say, <laughs> I heard. I was on like the way this. back. I, like I, this. I took my young kids to uh, my mum and dad so they could stay for three or four days. On the way back, when it was raining, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I heard I heard the Hawaii Five O and y- y- yourself yesterday and Barney. Barney. Yeah. yeah yep. Yesterday on on the race, so I heard all this. Uh, all this little chatter and all that. And by the way, it was pouring, especially around Mascot coming down the M5. My gosh. Now, Boz, I have a question for you. So I get my football news partly through SEN and yeah. Fox and all that sort of stuff, yeah. but also through my barber. Oh, yeah. My barber's a British guy. Oh, and, marvelous. Uh, he does a good job too, by the way. <laughs> Looking very smart. No? <laughs> See, everyone, how I'm saying you can't take a compliment? Now, watch this, everyone. Look, 
There are two ways you can take a compliment. Just give just before we get back to your story, give me two compliments and I'll show the two ways. Go okay, watch. you're very well dressed today, Bozza. Thank and you. You're always well groomed. Look, freshly shaven potentially. So, all right, so you can say thank you, or yes. you can say like this, all right, when you get really confident about yourself, you can go, Thank you, but it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's the barber said? What's his name? So, Do we remember what's his name? Uh, ben. Benny, so Benny Barber. <laughs> ben Barber. Marvelous. Yeah, marvelous. Yeah. So remember, uh, we were talking uh, last summer. Euros. We, we did the yeah, odds. Yeah, we said we say and, odds, and the odds for the, the Euros. Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, what about the Euros coming up? You guys are, f- are favorites. Mm. And he said, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, was, I was a little bit surprised. I mm. thought maybe France. You know, And he said, no, no, no. He said, we'll, we'll definitely win the Euros this year. Mm. I wouldn't say definitely, but yeah. I, I think and, they're a very good shout. But. The British usually quite pessimistic about their football. And he his reasoning yeah. was, uh, we've lost so many tournaments that we should have won that we're due to win. Oh, okay. I, I, I hear where he's coming from. But I, I guess somebody like yourself who wants a little bit more than... I've got a gut feeling. And I was saying this the other day. It's actually funny because, and it wouldn't matter. So just say, for example, uh, I came to a swimming meet. I would ask you things and all that, but I would Mm. feel certain vibrations and feelings, mate, right? And I would say that would be the same if you come to a football game. Yeah. I think you would say to me, Boz, like, I just got a feeling this team's not going to score. Yeah. yeah. However, if you're an analyst and you're on TV (laughs) and you're being paid for that, and, and that feeling might be Stonewall, right, Marky and Miss That might be Stonewall feeling. But mm. if somebody comes to you later and Pico says, uh, Boz, you know, what do you think about this game? Oh, they're never going to score. Why? Because I've got a feeling. People are going to say, <laughs> well, I'm sort of paying my money to hear a little bit more than yeah. that. Yeah. So actually you're paying his money as long as he does a good haircut. That's what I'm saying. But I hear what he's saying in terms of the superstitious things. There's a lot of superstition that goes around sport. You know, we never win here or we always beat this team or this, that, yeah. and the other, yeah. you know, little things, little things start to add up in people's mind to justify when they win or when they lose or when they draw. But England have got a, a, an excellent side and have done for quite some time. There's no doubt about that. And look, to be fair to them, last World Cup, I think they beat France. They get into the final. I'm not sure they would have beaten Argentina, but mm-hmm. they definitely would have won the semifinal. I think the semifinal France played was against Morocco. Check that. Alex, Alex just walked in as well. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> And and uh, obviously the Euros against Italy only lost on penalties, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and Croatia beat them in the semi-finals of 2018 in Russia, in a game really if they'd gone two 0 up they would have won that game as well. But so obviously they not, they come up wrong. against a, are... a movable force in Croatia. That was, uh, <laughs> uh, so the, the other thing he told me. So this is one of the few ways that I get an idea of how the English public are feeling about their side. Mm. Uh, I said, what about Southgate? And he said, ah. That's the only problem is that if we win, Southgate will probably stay on until the World Cup. And mm. we, we want Pep Guardiola. All First right. I've heard of that. Fair, yeah, fair enough. And I can understand that. Look, that happened a lot of times when Sir Alex Ferguson was manager and doing so well. So a lot of people were saying, let's go and get Sir Alex Ferguson. I think they actually tried the English FA to get Sir Alex Ferguson, but he knocked them on the head several times. Yep. So remember, managing your country is a great, great honour. And especially, you know, when you talk about being Australian test captain, that's the second biggest job in Australia uh, yeah. behind the prime yeah, minister. Yeah, yeah. Well, in England, it's perhaps managing the English football team is the biggest job in the country. And yeah. that includes the prime minister as well. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm biased. I, I've got to say that to everyone because Gareth Southgate was a teammate of mine for over yeah. four years at Aston Villa. Still keeping contact with him. For me, he's a, he's a fabulous man. Uh, I can understand where some of the supporters are getting a little bit frustrated because he is a little bit conservative by nature. You know, sometimes he perhaps doesn't... In the style of play? Yeah, uh, not so much the style of play, but in his in his mannerisms in terms of 
when to make substitutes, you know, mm. to go. And sometimes then coming back to style of play, should we go a little bit more attacking, this, that, and the other? Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's centimetres off and has been centimetres off. And after what happened before with the previous guy, uh, Sam Allardyce and English football was a bit lost. And I remember as well, in it was it 2014 when they didn't you know, when they got knocked out by I think it was was it Iceland in in that oh yeah that was funny. in the yeah, that was yeah. ridiculous yeah. So he's restored not only a lot of pride but put them in a position where you've got people saying I think we've got a real chance of winning it. But winning it, you know, this is a this is a massive tournament. This is the third biggest tournament in the whole of world football, and you have got a lot of big teams and also the the unfortunate uh, passing this morning of a true football legend in France Beckenbauer. That's going to have a massive effect in terms of Germany and what they want to do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a million percent certain that that's going to play a big part in their motivation and they're playing at home as well. So you mentioned France uh, and there's also outside teams, you know, teams that come from nowhere. I mentioned Croatia before. Mm. Uh, you know, you'll have to say Italy as well, who haven't been in the last two World Cups Scotland. and uh, they're reigning <laughs> champions. Uh, look. Put it this way, if England have to meet Scotland in a knockout game, it will be completely different. It'll be like a derby. So there you go. Maybe not to win the whole thing, but to upset people. So you've got to look at those 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 wild, you know, those wild cards. Spain, never rule out Spain. Portugal, it's another one. So all those little teams. But definitely them, I, I believe them, France and Germany are the three favourites for the tournament. And right now it's pretty hard to go past two of the best players in Europe are English, Harry Kane and Jude Bellingham from Real Madrid. So it, it's Where's when you've Harry got Kane that playing at Bayern Munich. Bayern yeah, he Munich. went to Bayern Munich. Yeah, he went to Bayern Munich. He started off uh, at Bayern Munich better than any of the goal scorers uh, in history, uh, and uh, and they're an excellent side as well. So he'll have that experience of also playing in Germany as well, which I think will make a, a massive difference. But really looking forward to the tournament. Like I said, the Euros for me. I don't know. I don't know what it is since I've been back here in Australia. The Euros, even more so than the World Cup, especially after the World Cup when Australia gets uh, eliminated. You know. I think it, it doesn't like. I don't think the interest is quite the, the the Euros. I think because we've got so many migrants who have come, or, mm. or first, second generation Australians from those migrants from all over Europe, it, it, it genders. I think a, a little bit of a different feeling. I don't know. What do you all think? Uh, call in on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or text in on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, and tell us. Do you believe here in Australia that the World Cup? Is more fever pitch in terms of a football event or the European Championships? Text or call in and tell us. And then, Bozart, obviously, other huge football news mm. yesterday. Uh, Sam Kerr injured. Yeah. Uh, ACL. So Shocker. the chances of her playing at the Olympics, if we're being zero. realistic. Yeah. Zero. Absolutely yeah. zero. Just rule her out completely. Think about the player now. I heard all, especially what you guys were saying yesterday in that as well. Two things I'd like to ask. Uh, number one, how did it happen? Mm. Was it, you know, a innocuous thing that, you know, you know, she'd done it on her own, like basically sort of checked or jumped for a ball and fell down awkwardly or something, or was it a bad tackle? Yep. The other thing is, well, the, the Women's Premier League stopped at the beginning of December. They're actually on a break. They don't start again until, I think, January 20th. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, I did see her that she traveled to Perth. Nothing wrong, okay, understandable, yep. Yep. but all that travel as you all know, is not good for the body. No. It really is not good for the yeah, body yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, so the fact that it's happened on a break, um, for me, it's it's very it's frustrating. I'd like I'd like to, I'd like to you know ask a lot more questions, especially of Chelsea. Um, you know, I'd like to know the state of the ground that they were training in Morocco. I assume mm. it would be excellent. Don't don't worry about that. But what were they actually doing as well? Because mid-season breaks are. I mean, as a player, I mean, we're one of the only competitions in the Premier League that don't have a proper mid-season break. They'll have Teams playing half around. It's like a, 
It's like a Clayton's yeah, yeah. minute at winter's break, the break you have yeah. when you're not having a break. Yeah. Some teams will play this weekend in the Premier League and the other teams will play the following week. But as a player, you give a right arm to have a mid-season break, get some sun on your back and make sure you just rejuvenate and this, that and the other. So if it to happen then, I, th- I found that very, very strange. But those are the two things that come across. Well, how did, exactly did she do it? And why was she allowed to travel all the way to Australia and then come back? I can understand that I might say this, that and the other. But in the middle of the season, it's very, very risky. All my managers used to hit the roof if I had to come down to Australia for any reason, especially a game because it wasn't a designated international break. Yep. It'd have to be against a really tough opposition because the amount of times that I'd fly back and all of a sudden your knee would blow up. Yeah, or this, or, you know, inflammation. 100%. And not only that, yeah. as an ex-world-class athlete, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Ex-world-class how important is it? Your sleep is important everything. full stop, but it's yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. going across, you know, they say it's really a day per time zone. Yeah. You come to Australia, that's the what's nearly 10, 12 time zones. Yeah, Again, yeah, somebody yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, anything yeah. like all those type of things all, all add up. But the bottom line is she needs to just get well. You know, and and rest and rehab as best you possibly can. So, from a more technical perspective for the Matildas, we saw them play the pool games and their their first uh, knockout game without Sam Kerr yeah, at the World Cup, and they yeah. they excelled. So I think they did. Still, I think they that, did. This yeah. is not. Uh, this doesn't mean it's the end of the Olympic dream for the Matildas. Of course it? not. Of yeah. course not. And they can't look it upon that. Look, there's no doubt that she is our best player. But I think one of the so many things to come out of the World Cup, like you said, that were great. And one of them you just touched on, very, very poignant, that the fact that although they struggled at the beginning, everyone was worried. Yeah. But once they once they found their rhythm uh, in that last group game, they I, I think it was Canada, was it, Marky, that they thrashed? You get that up with me. And then they beat, I think it was Denmark in the quarters, uh, yeah. sorry, in the round of 16. And then France, where Sam came on. But the majority of the game was without Without-o, Sam, yeah. yeah. Uh, although she scored a cracker in the semi-final against England, but to be fair, she should have at least hit the target with that other chance at one-one as well. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the Matildas showed that they could do that without her, I think it was very important for the team and especially for their morale. And another point is, I think Mary Fowler, and you made this point as well, Mary Fowler does tend to shine a little bit more in mm. a strange type of way when Sam's not playing. I think they become so used to, you know, you look for your best player automatically. Yeah. Yep. And it's so used to looking for Sam. And when she wasn't there, they they were forced to use Mary Fowler, who takes a lot of those positions in between the opposition's back line and, in, and the opposition's midfield. So that we call that in between the lines. Mm-hmm. It's a very, yeah. very important position to take. And she's got the ability in that to score goals, to create goals, which which is really good for the team. So, of course, it's not the end of the world. You can't be. You can't think in that manner. Um, but uh, but the, who has to think in that manner is is the manager, Tony Gustafsson, and his staff. Um, they're going to have to get that ready now. I'll be planning now without Sam Kerr. Simple as yeah. that. Mark, do you have their results there? Yes. With so in the group stages, they started off with they beat Ireland 1-0. That's right. They then lost 3-2 to Nigeria. That's right. Yeah. And then they thumped Canada 4 Canada, I got it. I yeah. got it right. And Canada yeah. were ranked quite highly, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 Canada were in the top 10, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they won the Olympics the year before. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah, so that's they right. They're a strong team. Okay. And then yeah. it was Denmark who are strong. France on penalties, mm. England three. So Mark, just, a, just a quick technical question. I know everyone who's listening, especially those who are driving, will, will think, why are you asking this, boss? But I think it's quite significant right at this yeah. moment in time. Why is it like a sauna in here? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's summer, so <laughs> I thought I'd get into the summer vibes. Okay. Oh, Hawaii wow. Five-0, right, you know, right, okay. we're trying to sweat the, sweat the, nice. the Christmas. Yeah, and the they reckon years. 30 minutes in the sauna is good, but I've yeah. never heard anyone say <laughs> three, three hours. hours in the sauna is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two hours, 45. Yeah. I expect yeah. you to have an ice bath waiting for us as soon as we get out of here. Uh, one thing you spoke about yesterday, just quickly before we go, did you think that Sam was going to carry the, uh, the flag maybe? 
maybe on one of the opening or closing. Okay. Potentially. Okay. Yeah. How do they decide that, buddy? I'm not sure about the opening. The closing okay. is usually relevant to uh, results and How things or, went and, and or uh, public, uh, I guess, um, perception of, of results. How so they like, went and all that, yeah. At the, at the last Olympics, remember Emma McKeon became the most successful Olympian in Australia ever? Yeah, so you gave, gave, they gave it well, to no, her. They ended up giving it to uh, Paddy, Paddy, Paddy. Mills. Paddy Mills. Okay. Because the basketball team on their first medal ever. Okay, so you enough. kind of work off who's done that what. That type of stuff. Yeah, but the opening... I'm not sure. Mm. But the opening, I remember in Barcelona. So, you know, growing up here in Australia, especially being at the Olympics was a great honor. Yeah. And Did you walk in the opening? No, because that's what I was going to get to. Because we, we had, and the funny thing was, I wasn't even playing the first game because I was yeah. only 20. It was under 23s. And another boy called Johnny Filan was playing in the first game, but we were playing the following day. And our manager yeah. said, no one goes. Yeah, yeah. No one goes. So it's yeah. what are you going to do? Could you yeah. hear it from the village? No, we couldn't. No, because yeah. that village in Barcelona was right in the beach. The stadium was, was a little oh, bit further nice. away. That's yeah. nice. We yeah. had in um, in London, the the swimmers never do the opening because we race. You start straight start away, don't you? Day yeah. one, heats, yeah. heats early that morning. But the uh, the stadium was right near the village. Oh, right. So we're trying to get to sleep and all we can hear is like fireworks uh. and people screaming. <laughs> like, oh, wrap it up, wrap it up. And we didn't get to see it, but apparently that London one was so iconic. It had, I think I've watched it back later. It was like yeah, Mr. Had, Bean yeah, and the did, Spice David Beckham. Girls and David Beckham. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was acting like that. It was yeah. the guy yeah, who yeah. directed Slumdog Millionaire. I've forgotten his name. But he, he directed the opening ceremony in London. I remember it was oh, amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Danny Boyle. Then my yeah. the first the first article I ever had to write was up. Yeah. Was for uh, for News Corp. Uh, How did you start? They uh they Hi asked everyone. Me, <laughs> yeah. They asked me to write an article for the opening ceremony for Tokyo. So right. I was I was covering the whole game. So yeah. they said we want first article about the opening ceremony. And I was thinking back to London and I was like, beautiful, this is gonna be huge. And it was flat. Mm. They did this whole origami piece where they're making like shadows on the ground and the shapes yeah. of different sports and stuff. I was sitting there going, oh, hmm. what do I write? Like, it's an Olympics. I want to be, like, what, do I, be up what do I write here? What do I write? When in doubt, <laughs> when in doubt, when in doubt, be truthful. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can still, look, you can still write it in a way yeah, that yeah, says, look, yeah. listen, it's a little bit different to what I'm used to. Remember, but different strokes with different folks. That's it. Yeah. That's and if, it. it doesn't mean if I'm not over the moon about it, that somebody else will not be. You know what Variety is though? the spice of life. Paris. Paris, you reckon? Good. Yeah, I think we're operating on a similar wa wavelength to the Parisians. <laughs> Je m'appelle. <laughs> all right, let's Comment take a break. To Je m'appelle Marc. Uh, <laughs> for all our English listeners, actually, get in some questions about the Euros coming up this yeah, year. Yeah, Euros coming up. And anyone, uh, some of our older listeners, obviously, uh, have got any great memories about France Beckenbauer. He actually played against the Socceroos in 1974 when the Socceroos first ever qualified for the World Cup. When I was only 16 teams at a World Cup, two and they were part-timers. And in our group was Chile, East Germany, and West Germany, the, the two countries obviously separate then. And he played for West Germany against the Socceroos. So any of our older listeners, I've already got some tweets in, which I'll read them out later. But we've got any wonderful memories uh, about the Kaiser, as they used to call him, the nickname Franz Beckenbauer, who his list of what he won was, I'll read it out later, was absolutely amazing. Like I said, please call in one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or text in on 0457 736-736. I might have one of those signs uh, ready for when my uh, young boy becomes a teenager because that would have been great 
during the day just to have those things on your back when you go to a bar or something. Yeah? Yeah. If you want to call the Bozzo, call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy, or text me on 0457736736. Just not be uh, not be between 10 and 12 as I'll be training. Trivago. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home. Thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now. Uh, what does a... SUV stand for? Something utility vehicle. Oh, okay. Standard utility vehicle, I think. Marvelous. There you go. I know a little about a lot. You do. Uh, you do. I think you know a lot about a lot, but I think, like I said, you just need someone around like the Bozo to remind you about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got, I want to, I want to hear about your trip to the test match, but we've oh, got to yes. get to the news. Oh, and okay. I also want to do a little bit of a special look into the career of Franz Beckenbauer. Yeah, why not? Now, uh, yep. You called him the, the Kaiser, was it? Yeah, the Kaiser. Like yeah, the Kaiser. Um, so we're going to do both of those. Yep. After the news, and we're also going to have Sean Omerod. He's back from holidays. Oh, Shawnee. That's yeah. been nice. Well, he's been away about six weeks. We'll ask him all about that after the news. Thanks, Amy. Welcome back to the Summer Run Home. Thanks to Hyundai. It's Bozza and the Missile this afternoon. Yes. Mixing things up this summer. MB, uh, Missile Balls. It's time now for a sports bet market update. Oh, he's your man, Omerod. Sean. You? But first and foremost, he needs to explain himself where he's been, right? Do you want to know where he's been on his holiday? Yeah, he's been away for a while, Sean. Yeah. Everyone goes away for where, a while. Where yeah. have I been? Yeah. Did, did I just hear you tout six weeks holidays for me, Missile? Please. I think so. Well, I haven't had six weeks break in, in 10 years. I, I've got to uh, say, I've got to say, but Sean, a lot of people in this country take long holidays. Mm. It must be said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know mm. how the productivity goes during that time, but. Well, you, know, you know what it is, Boz? I'm, I'm all about work life balance. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, that's, that's my what, mantra. Oh, that's my I mantra. was waiting for, I'll give you one because I like you, Sean. I'll give you one. When somebody says what I just <laughs> asked, you know what you go to them? It's about mm. quality, not quantity. That's mm, another good that's one. Good. That's yeah. another good one. I always got told, yeah. uh, work to live, not live to work. Well, that's I'm on the other one. side of that coin. Actually, I, I, I realized that <laughs> after 50 odd years or whatever, I actually do live to work. Yeah. <laughs> now, if my father's listening, he perhaps will debate that. But <laughs> seeing though he's not around, I can say it with total freedom without getting a flick across the head. I live to work. <laughs> Where have you been, Sean? What have you been up to? Yeah. Mate, just the uh, just the standard couple of weeks off yeah. um, over the Christmas New Year period. Had the family at our place uh, for the first time. We moved into the new joint back end of last year. So oh, the brilliant. family over Christmas Day. That was pressure. stressful, Boz. Yeah, I was, was trying good. to balance, you know, yeah. the ham, the turkey. The roast buds had a bit of a curveball, so I, I had planned to do all the uh, all the veggies in the barbecue. Yeah, turn the barbecue. Obviously, you know, put the hood down, turns into an oven. That may have caught fire, which sent uh, there was a few alarm bells for for sure, a little yeah. while. So it threw a curveball. Yeah, we got I'm there. Sure. We got there, Boz. Yeah, it's a great good, day good had man. by all. Yeah, I'm not sure with yeah. the veggies on the barbie. I know people like to have that little burn. They they look at you know they look at um what's his name Jamie Oliver on Lifestyle Food. If I'm going to do a Jamie, but. It, Jamie's professional rustic. Chef, they look rustic, right? <laughs> exactly. Rustic. Yeah, just boil a little bit of water and chuck them in there. That's all. You don't, then you don't cook the vitamins and minerals out of them as well. Keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Sean. You've got plenty. I of, always learn something with you, Boz. That's what. I, that's why I love. Well, exactly. No, I because I, I've pretty much trialed and errored everything that's pretty much going on. But I'm always looking for new stuff. But I'm just giving advice to you because, I, like I said to you, I, mm. I got a special place in my heart for yourself. But we were talking about the Euros. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get odds on everything else, but. Yeah, because uh, the missile's barber, who's English, told him mm. yesterday, his name's Ben too, by the way, so no, Ben Barber's already had that little pun going on, uh, that uh, he reiterated <laughs> what you said, that England are still favourites for the Euros 2024. So there you go, mate. But I just said, with the with the late, uh, with the great Franz Beckenbauer passing away earlier this morning, mm. I, I think that's going to be a really emotional turn for Germany, especially playing at home. They're going to be hard to beat. 
Yeah, home soil is always a, a huge advantage, as you would know, Bozzer. They're seven bucks, mm. uh, Germany, on the third line of betting. So the Poms, as uh, missiles, uh, Barber did say, they are favourites, $4. They're mm. in the top line of betting. France, second pick at five. Told you. Then we go, it's such a powerhouse tournament, this, isn't it? It is. Uh, it is. It's, it's, it's basically a World Cup with all these great nations at the top. Spain, $8. Yep. Portugal, thereabouts at nine. I want to ask you about Belgium. Because they're $15. Well, now, a couple of World Cups ago, I reckon they were heavily touted. They were. They were. The for favorites. the one in Russia, when they got to, I think they got third in the end, I, I think. Yeah, they did. They beat England in the third and fourth playoff. Yeah. So, they and they've got some the of the best. Well, they've got some of the best players in the world. And the biggest one, one of the best players in the world, arguably the best player in the world on his day, has just come back from a long term injury, Kevin De Bruyne. So he's yeah. just going to start now mm. with City. So he might be going into that tournament like absolutely super fresh. That's always something to take into consideration. And I would put them in those da- in that boat, like I said to you before, about dangerous outsiders. I spoke about, you know, Croatia, you know, uh, Italy, teams like that who are very, very dangerous mm. outsiders. Portugal, perhaps not so much of an outsider. They've won it before. But we always remember back in 2004 when Greece come from nowhere and won it as well. So yeah. you never quite know it's right. a tournament. Yeah. Well, what about yeah, what, Italy, what are the $15. Odds for, what are the odds for Scotland, Sean? Oh, Scotland. But I'm surprised I actually qualified. They're 80 to 1 to us. And the... I, I can say that. Uh... I can say that because I've got some Scottish blood in me. I can yeah, say that. Yeah, so, there you go. Um, 80, 80 to 1 they are. We, we dare to dream tourists, don't we? They were the first team qualified for the Euros, <laughs> actually. 80 to 1, I would say, sounds a little bit short. They beat Spain. <laughs> they beat Spain in the qualifiers. Oh, uh, that's all right. That's all right, Tourist. Uh, all right, let's talk EPL. Uh, title odds for that, Sean. Yes. Yeah, Bozza, yes. Aston Villa. Go They're Villa. still airborne, second on the table. Yep. They're 20 to 1. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling everyone that's listening now. I know they say, sorry, interrupted, bet responsibly, but. Also, bet to win. Get your money on that. Because I'm telling you now, Arsenal are having the biggest wobble up ever. They only won yeah. one in their last seven in all yeah. competitions, yeah? $20, yeah. seriously. 20 to one. Man City, still the favourites, $1.80. Yeah. Liverpool uh, sitting on top of the table, $2.88. But the wobblers, Arsenal, as you said, they've uh, drifted out to $7. And Tottenham, who were, I reckon, I reckon they were about that $7 range after the first couple of weeks' uh, matches. They're out to 31 for Big Ange. But your boys, oh. Villa, $1.62, top four. Well, wow. the all-important top four. Oh, yeah, so, that's, that's uh, a, yeah. big things. Yeah, well, then just do the daily double. Go for a top four and title. We can't lose. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. They will definitely get in the top four, in my opinion. Make sure you record that, Marky, and play it to me if they don't at the end of the, at the, end of the season. Yeah? <laughs> How yeah? many rounds to go? What are we about? Well, we're, we're 20 games in, so there's 18, 18, game, 18 yeah. rounds to go. So just over halfway. Yeah, That seems way too short for Man City. Like, what? I mean, I because, know they've done you know before, why? Because but... of what they've done before. Exactly. Yeah. What they've done before and the fact now that Kevin De Bruyne is coming back. Um, they're gonna, you know, they've gone sort of played their World Club Championship, Super Cup. Uh, they're out of the League Cup. Funny, funny enough, they've drawn Ange's Tottenham in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Ooh. And they're capable of actually going 19 games unbeaten. We, we've yeah. seen that in the last two or three seasons. But this would be the first ever in Premier League history that a team has actually won four straight titles if they happen to win it. So on top of that, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I love them as a team. I and mean, They play wonderful football. I, I'll watch them against anyone. But just for the sake of the comp, I'd, I'd rather mm. somebody else win it. Liverpool, mm. I think, are the are the ones to really watch out for. Like I said, Arsenal have concerned me, especially in just recently. Mm. Mm. Can my boys Burnley avoid relegation, boss? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so, hope. unfortunately. Sorry, mate. Yeah, they're what? Now, yeah, okay. they're five points off poor Everton. 
Everton are on 16 points, so that's that's the drop. Luton are on 15, which is the third last, and obviously Sheffield. Yeah. So they're five points off Everton, who lost 10 points, Missile, because of financial rigor. These poor things. Um, but you never know. You never know. You never know. They've they've uh, they've uh, stranger things have occurred. Um, th- yeah. through, through, throughout me, the Premier League Fill me with confidence as always yeah, boss, I like not? that but quickly yeah. just on the uh, we'll say on the round ball the Asian Cup yes obviously, that um, game kicks off this week yeah so the Aussies we're on the fourth line of betting in this one $7.50 Japan favourites $3.25 okay. South Korea four bucks four and bucks. Iran $6.50 then $6. come $6. the uh, Socceroos yeah, $7.50 yeah, what, what can we expect Boz? well I, I think semi-finals I, there's there's no reason not to expect the semi-finals, and we can definitely win it. Um, we're one of the one of the best performers out, out of those four teams at the at the World Cup. We saw we saw how they performed, and uh, look, playing Qatar, Qatar reigning champions. Remember, everyone underestimated Qatar four years ago uh, in in the UAE, and they went on to win it. I think that was a little bit of momentum as well because they had the home World Cup coming up, and they were really disappointing in the World Cup. But I really think that anything below a semi-final, you would say, would be very disappointing. Semi-final, then after that. Uh, you know Where's anything? Where did Iran come we're... from? Were they in the World Cup? Well, they were. Yes, they were. They were. Yeah, yeah, they were. They've always traditionally had a very, very strong footballing side, mm. um, and that's going through everything that's occurred over there, sanctions and this, that, and the other. So, um, they're they're, uh, they're always, like I said to you, a very, very strong side. That way back in, people remember, I actually played in the game when they beat us in 1997 on away goals to qualify for the 1998 yeah. World Cup. Yeah. Wonderful footballing tradition. Produced some wonderful footballers as well. Um, but right at the same time as well, and this is another point that needs to be, you know, needs to be looked at very closely by the governing body when you talk about the amount of games. The Afcon, the African Cup of Nations, is on as well. So a lot of these mm. teams, you know, like Liverpool, uh, Tottenham are losing Son that for up to a month, right in the middle of the season. I really think they need to sit down and say, right, listen, January and June is for international football. That's it. So some of these teams who go, it, it, I think it devalues the players that come from those parts of the world. Yeah, I really do because you know you look at say Man City haven't got any African or Asian players, and I reckon that specifically they've said because we know, you know, we're going to lose them every couple of years. It is the Afcon every four years, the Asian Cup. It's just not worth it, and I think that really devalues well, the like player. Like what would most most Salah's weekly? Salary oh, weekly wage. It would be he, he's one of the best players. It would be close to yeah, it'd be close to um, a week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, close. Um, so the, so the, the value they're losing in a player like Mo Salah. 100%. But... They, I mean, Jurgen Klopp sort of really tried his best to say, we're just going to have to take it that he's injured. But it's it's so hard. So, so hard. You know, And like I said, players just don't want to upset anyone during their career. They really don't. Um, you know, you've got your employers who are, you know, who are your, you know, how your footballing gods, so to speak. Mm. You don't want to not play for your nation. It's a terrible situation to be in. And I can say that from experience. It really, really is. Uh, BBL, Sean, uh, Strikers and Hurricanes are on tonight. Uh, strikers struggling, but I mean, who knows in BBL? I can't tip them. Yeah, I've, uh, I've given up BBL, uh, betting, yeah. that's for sure. It's just too hard. Strikers are favorites though, Miss Old, $1.68, Hurricanes $2.19. So they are the outsiders. Hobart is in Adelaide though. As far as the futures are concerned, it's tightening up to look a bit like a bit of a race in two. Perth. Uh, the favourites, $2.37. Brisbane Heat next in line, $2.85. So it looks like it's probably going to be one of those two that takes it out. Sydney Sixers haven't given up on my boys just yet. Mm. Uh, they're $5 to maybe sneak all the way. Go to Sixers. Uh, Sean, the other day we were talking here on the run home about things we're looking forward to in 2024, sporting events. So mm. for me, obviously the yeah, Olympics, Olympics this year, Bozar, the Euros coming up. What are you looking forward yep. to this year, Sean? Is it Bulldogs, Mate, I, top I 16? Yeah. 
I actually, I, I, I've given up saying Happy New Year to people, but it is Happy uh, 2024 Premiership Year to all Bulldogs fans yes. out there. So, oh, uh, there we go. There we go. Get on board now. But, mate, I can't go past, apart from the Bulldogs Premiership, I can't go past Vegas to kick things off. Oh, yeah, that'd uh, be good. In the yeah, NRL. That'll be good. That yeah, will be, be absolutely unbelievable. Something different. I know a lot Not of too people. Far away. I know a lot of people have been skeptical about it, but they've got, look, they've got to understand this. If what happens, which is what should happen in terms of it be taking on as a sport that people will bet on, that'll create extra revenue streams for the game. The more revenue yep. streams for the game, the better. So, um, You're going, yeah, Sean. That's the most important thing. No, it's still TBC. TBC. Oh, TBC. Still, yeah, it's hey, still, still TBC. Join the crew. Oh, I'm TBC as well. I'm just looking, oh, seeing if there's any execs okay. out here from SEN. Yeah, there's oh, okay. Hutchie. Hey, Hutchie. TBC. So, yeah. <laughs> That's like SUV. We've got something written about SUV. What's TBC? 2B. And STD. You are the king of the back on that one. You know all about it. Sean yeah, and Sean, yeah. Sean, this is your business, right? The, the Bozo is right about that, right? This, you know, if they start betting on these games, it's an extra revenue stream for the game. Because I've heard a lot of people that's, be very skeptical about it. All that. I, I don't think no one's talking about it being all of a sudden taken on as going to be up there with the NFL or anything. Like that. But I think, and I, I, I'll tell you where I get that. I had that experience from, right? I was in Kazan, Russia, 2018, doing an interview, actually with this, with SEN. Back then it was just this one SEN, right? Yeah. And it was SEN in Melbourne. You know how down there, like, you know, AFL is like a sort of religion. It's a cult, yeah, yeah. whatever, a down there. Yeah. So they started asking about AFL. And I said to them, listen, guys, I know you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because you're not a world sport. But let me tell you this. I'm in Kazan, Russia, and I'm watching AFL here in a bar. Yeah, and then I found out later it was because they bet on the games and that over there. Uh, so there you go. But that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. It's still an extra revenue stream for the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think that's a, that's a, it's, you know, it's understandable completely. And the other one mm. in this world is every ex NRL player from the past decade has now got a junket to Vegas. Oh, you reckon <laughs> that's the big yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone around here, Joel's going, Maddie's going, Fletcher's going. Oh, that's all right. You've been to Vegas once. You've like yeah, that's it. You've I'm done it. I'm gonna have to yeah? pull in the boots for one NRL game. No, just you've got the Olympics, buddy. Yeah, you got to you got to brush up on your French. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I if do. the Bozo, I, mean, about... I, I learned Russian before I went to the Russian World Cup. You got to learn French. I know a little bit. I know a little bit. I uh, don't want a little bit, mate. Voulez-vous coucher? Yeah, I don't want a little bit. I want you to go over there. <laughs> and, I want you to go over to be in... Yeah, Give us some Russian. Give us some Russian, Boz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll see you soon. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> what is your name? Menier Mark Bosnich. That's so aggressive. What about uh, any any chance you get a trip to uh, Paris then, Sean? Oh, now we're talking. I think we have to get our heads together, Miss. I'll come up with a bit of an idea, a bit of a package how we can get our get ourselves over there, both of them. Yeah, I agree. That'll be All great. Right. Well, welcome back to the run home. Oh, first show. Yeah, thanks. I, I don't know if you got it handy as well, but obviously <laughs> we're coming up, uh, uh, Sean. You, I don't know if you've got. <laughs> no, I said I don't know if you've got it handy before we go. Australian Open uh. tennis. <laughs> Yes, I no, I do. I oh, do have it handy, boss. That's what I meant. Stuff. What are you? What are you? Like you I and Marky. I heard a. I don't know if you've got. Uh, you, you, you three. You three. I got very honestly, important. You've got a very you've important. Got a, you've got to you detox your minds, the three of you. Anyway, we do, we go do. on, buddy. Australian, Australian Open. Yeah, the Joker favorite. Even money. Yeah. Uh, well, even money's still pretty good. Yeah, that's all right. I'll tell yeah. that. Yeah, Ega and Ega Sviantek. She's three dollars twenty for the lady. Sabalenka second pick uh, okay. with Rabakina at six dollars as well. But it looks like it's Joker's. Uh, to lose. Who's second again, favorite? Uh, Alcaraz. Alcaraz, Alcaraz, yeah. Because he didn't play last season, did he? Last year he didn't play. He wasn't. He was injured. He might have missed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think you're did. right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That, that's all yeah. right. That's good. Yeah. Mm. 
All right. All right. Very good. Thanks Excellent. for that, Shawnee. And uh, right, make boys. sure you get up get up get up something for next time we're on as well. Odds on uh James Magnuson, aka the missile, learning French before the Paris Olympics. <laughs> I want the odds on that. I'm starting <laughs> off with about eight bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. That's fair. That right. Sounds good. Yep. Make it look right, easy boys. with sports bet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to The Run Home. It's Buzzer and the Missile. Question mm. for you, Buzzer. Hi, yeah. Buzzer. Do Hi. you know Eric Cantona or was he before your time? No, Seems no. Seems like a great guy, no, but no. misunderstood. Yeah, completely. No, I played against him. I didn't know him per se. I knew people who did know him. Robbie Slater knew him quite well from his time in France. Uh, he was a genius. So that first year when we went from the old first division to the Premier League, um, when News Corp took it over and, and turned it into, you know, started to turn it into what it is today, um, the three teams that were going for the title were us at Aston Villa, Manchester United, yeah, and Norwich City. Funny enough, mm-hmm. and Manchester United, it was very, very Manchester United went and got there was no transfer window then, but they went and got around Christmas time Eric Cantona, and he just turned the whole thing for them, and and he was the reason, in my opinion, the turning point why they won it. Uh, misunderstood, you could say that a hundred percent. Ladies, man. Uh, not really, not really. But look, the boys used to turn around and say because Fergie was a real disciplinarian, right? You know, yeah. he, but. He, what he was good at, Fergus, he would be adaptable for certain situations. So, like, they'd have a team function. Everyone had to turn up in their suits. Like, And there was, like, the old man. He made Man United go back to the old white shirt, the, the tie, the black blazer and the gray yep. pants yep. and black shoes. Like, he turned up in that, but he had sneakers on. But they reckoned, like, he wouldn't say nothing to him. <laughs> he wouldn't say nothing. <laughs> but then, then and somebody, worked, Kino, he brought it up once. He goes, well, when you can play as well as Eric can play, you can do that as well. <laughs>